Thank you for joining us at God's Men's The Table. My name is Brother Theron, and I'll be your host. We're here sitting around the table with a few of my friends, and we're discussing our journey of becoming the men that God has intended us to be. And our goal is to help you with that walk as well. We're going to look at different subjects and things that are going on in the world from a men of God's point of view. It's not always easy, but taking that journey, we want to work together and be definitely become the men that God has created us to be. Hope you enjoy the podcast and what we have to say, and I definitely hope you get something out of it. I'm going to start up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us at the table. Today, we're going to be talking about wounded spirits. We're here with Pastor T, Pastor Ron, Deacon Rod, and Deacon Joe. How are you gentlemen doing Thank this morning? Sir, sir. Doing, doing great. Good. Doing good. Blessed. So we're going to have start off with uh, Pastor Ron speaking about wounded spirits. We, you know, we're going to talk about, you're going to talk, you know, about 15, 10 to 15 minutes on it, and we're going to get into our discussion. Just come with us or whatever you have. Amen. Amen. Well, as you know, this is a subject that I have a lot of interest about uh, people uh, recognizing that they're willing to spirit. The Bible says over and over again, says uh, a man's body can withstand many sicknesses, but a wounded or a crushed spirit who can bear. And a lot of people do not recognize or understand or even see the signs that they spirit has spirit experienced trauma that's been so heavy that they've experienced some damage, some woundedness. And um, that has been one of the emphasis of my ministry has been trying to get people to understand how their spirit works, how it doesn't work when it's damaged, when it's wounded, when it's crushed, when it's been defiled, and how it affects the rest of their system, uh, the, the operation of the rest of their body. And so uh, one of the things that I have learned is that during times of crisis, during times of pressure, during times of trauma, and uh, a lot of people uh, go through something that is so, so travailing, so heavy on them that they have a hard time recovering and don't know why. Um, I was watching Dr. Phil and, uh, and not on purpose. I was in a dentist's office. And they were playing Dr. Phil on that little TV. And he was talking to a young lady who clearly had some spiritual trauma, some some heavy damage to her spirit. And they were going all over the place in terms of trying to deal with what's called deal with it from the perspective of secular humanism. You probably heard that term before where they don't recognize the spiritual realm. So they assume everything is either can it be explained physically are mentally they don't recognize the spiritual aspect of it and i was in the chair freaking out as this girl was talking about wanting to kill her parents and hearing a monster talking to her telling her what to how to kill her parents and laugh and and all this battles and all the depression and i go this child and they were asking questions that didn't pull down the source of her damage they could only recognize try to tell her no you don't want to kill your parents i go i'm thinking in my mind it sounds like she wants to and it sounds like she's hearing a voice telling her to do it i said this child has has, has a demonic spirit i said you got to find out what the open door is 
in this woman's life? What is the trauma? What does she go through? Has she been playing with Ouija boards? Has she has she been raped, molested? Has she been violently abused? Was she in an accident? And um, the, for those that, that had the discipline of looking for spiritual trauma, spiritual damage, you know that something opens the door in that person's life. They went through something that has caused them not to be able to function, not to be able to uh, 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 operate the way they're designed to operate it. They don't know what it is. They don't really, they're not looking if they've not been taught that you can have this same damage in your spirit. Um, and how it relates to your sickness. Some people in the age now, we have a lot of people that are constantly sick. And uh, one of the things the Bible says is that if your spirit is damaged, it makes it hard for your body to recover in sicknesses. Um, a lot of the things we look at, a lot of people have gone through war. People have heard the term PSTD. You brothers have heard that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and post-traumatic stress disorder. And a lot of them have been through an emotional trauma or a physical trauma that was so intense and damaging and they can't seem to recover. Their body can't recover. Their mind uh, is fragmented trying to deal with the pressure. And, and one of the things that they don't look at because of a human secular mindset that it's going to be natural or it's going to be mental uh, if they don't look for the spiritual damage. And a lot of those brothers go from church to church, counselor to counselor, medicine to medicine, trying to recover. And and really all those things sometimes do the medicines, all they do is mask the uh the damage. Try to manage the damage, what's above ground. They don't know how to go to the root of the matter. And this is where the church comes in because we are spiritual minded and we recognize from the word of God and our own experience that if your spirit has been so traumatized until you address the, what, has, what has defiled it, what has crushed it, what has wounded it, uh, you're just going to deal with the symptoms. You're not going to deal with the source. Hmm. And so this is something people have to understand and recognize. This is why prayer is so important. This is why connecting with Jesus is so important because he took all of this damage on himself, all the woundings, all the damage, and provided a bloodline in him that has the remedy for the spiritual damage and spiritual woundedness. But of course, you got to accept him as Lord and Savior to have access yep. to the remedy that he has provided. Uh, so we have a lot of people walking around doing crazy, damaged, wounded, fearful uh, things in their life, looking for answers, wondering who can help me. You know, I'm hearing voices in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm going through, I, I can't seem to stay in relationships and marriages. I'm, I'm fearful of different things. I'm angry all the time. You know, um, I'm good in life until somebody mentions marriage or mentions having kids or, or uh, uh, so I have some kind of flashback constantly haunting me. You know, where I'm, every time a car backfires, I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of the bed at night holding a pistol. You know, uh, there's different types of signs that that person can't get back to balance. And, uh, and, and, you know, as being a teacher in the Elijah House prayer healing ministry, you know, they uh, one of the things I learned from them is that these things have names. These wounds have names and, and, and they have to be addressed spiritually 
Uh, uh, so the other person just goes around in circles. They never can get back to even. They can never get their balance back. And so they spend their life drugged up or medicated or bouncing from counselor to counselor, from relationship to relationship, or from drug to drug. A lot of people try to do self-medication. But the root of the issue instead of masking, needs to be addressed spiritually. So the body of Christ has to has to come to a place where they understand how your spirit is supposed to work, how it fits into your human system, that we're body, soul, and spirit. And they have to come to understand how their prayer life, how they interact with Jesus on behalf of others, either in intercession or for themselves, can begin to access the remedy to fix these wounds. Um, it's more connected than people know. Okay, and and we need to come to that place because we're seeing a whole lot of society of people that have been through such trauma, such loss, such damage, such woundedness and and end up spending years seeking an answer. And we have the answer in Jesus Christ. They must feel address the wounds or the damage that's been done to their born to their spirit. Man, man, man. That now you got me thinking because um, what um, you had taught on this, I believe, mm-hmm. last week. Yes, yeah, sir. Last Wednesday, and I actually sent this your your teachings on this. Um, even though I should have sent them part one, but okay. I just sent them part two. I sent it to two people, and. They called me back, ready to beat me up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. I was like, what? (laughs) But they were like, how did you know I needed this? And I was like, I I said, I don't know this. You know, the Holy Mm. Spirit just told me to send this to y'all. And uh, one of them was a family member. And I ended up on the phone with them for two hours. Just talking about it. And they had asked me, they said, did you go through this? And I was like, well, I actually went through the deliverance, um, spiritual uh, deliverance mm. class. And um, you remember, you, I was, oh, I was boo-hooing. I said, there was times where driving home after the class, I would have to pull off mm. on the side mm. of the road. Let it go. Just, wipe the tears and just clean up and yeah it was just like I could brother it's no like, joke oh, man it's for real man it's a lot of people and there's something about yes. when you get that revelation in your head and uh and then it then all of a sudden you connect it to events in your heart that you have a moment just like I've had many of them in front of cry, crying in front of people as I talk about things in the past and as an example and then all of a sudden the revelation hit me oh my goodness that's why I react a certain way. That's why I have this response to things or this feeling. And all of a sudden the knowledge and the, and, and of the end, looking at the experience and the insight come together. And now I'm just not grieving something that happened years ago. Mm. And, and your heart don't care mm-hmm. who's looking or where you at or that you're driving. It's suddenly, you know, the Bible said the tears of the saints are precious to the Lord. The, the tears are the language of the heart. You know, when that revelation hits, brother, it doesn't care where you are. Uh, you it, it wants to release that toxin right on the spot. 
and and I've I've been there, man. Mm-hmm. I've been there behind the wheel or wake up in the middle of the night, have a dream about it, like the Lord mentioned. It. And all of a sudden I wake up full on tears and I go, What's going on with me? You know, and I just get a chance to right. read that thing, or I see it in the eye, I see it through the light of the knowledge that I just gained. And and uh man, I've been there. I have been there. And you feel better afterwards because as men, we sometimes are are conditioned to to hold it back. I'm not gonna be no punk. I said, look, you need to grieve that thing. Your heart is just getting a chance to relieve and wash those toxins, and they've been buried in you since age fifteen or what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to flush those toxins. You know, a lot of the brothers are uh, are angry. A lot of people. I won't just say brothers, but a lot of people have this pressure inside and they're reacting to it uh, emotionally, but don't recognize mentally what the root of it is. When they finally get that knowledge, the first thing your heart wants to do is, is flush the toilet. If I can say that. <laughs> it wants to get rid of them toxins wow. and put stuff out, wow. you know, and, uh, and that's the reaction that you get that moment where your heart, comes in and now it says okay that's what's going on i need to to remove some toxins i need to get that out of my system and you grieve it you you, you grieve you know it's one of the ways that we get back to health is by being able to grieve the the, the wounds the damage the hurt and and that's why many times sisters are much more healthier than the men because they're more willing to grieve and let go and flush the toxins out of their system Men, we've been taught to hold on to it, to suck it up. Mm-hmm. And as a result, a lot of angry, bitter, damaged men more so than women because the very system God put in us to remove the toxins, we're fighting against and holding it back. Right, because when... um. You know, I made my trip to uh, Vallejo, you know, to go see my parents last week, which it went well. But I realized even letting go, um, I had to say, you know, apologize for some things, which I'm kind of glad we didn't have the wounded um, spirits thing. <laughs> I really probably would have lost it. But uh, it was things I had to say to my parents. And I broke down, you know. And it, I had to walk off for a minute, you know, and they were like, was everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I poked <laughs> myself in the eye and, you know, I got to, you know, one of those, I had to walk away and then come back and finish what I had to say. But um, it, it was, I didn't realize how much um, hurt that I had. So when I was talking to that, the family member yesterday, I was like, yeah, I had to let go of Dang a lot gosh. of things. And and I didn't know that it was still, it still bothered me. And so I was telling them, I was like, yeah, when I heard this, I had to send it to them. Because even, um, well, Wednesday night, man, I was, you know, for some reason, there was something in the air. I think it was some smoke. And I was just rubbing <laughs> my eyes, you know, and it was, and it was like, man, that that was a class. So that's that's what really, and that was the second thing when you taught that class. I said because I was talking to my son, and I was noticing that he has a wounded spirit, 
And then, then you taught your class, and I'm like, yep, we need to talk about it. This, this is it. This is a sign. Amen. Um, Pastor T, anything you would like to say um, about that? I think, um, well, the good news is that there is a way out. Yes. There's a way of escape. And, and I think Pastor Ron shared that, you know, once we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, there's a way has been made. Now it's up to you and I to take the way, to receive the way out. You know, simply kind of what you shared about uh, repenting and, and asking for forgiveness or and forgiving others as a part of that way out. You know, but we have to take it. It just, just doesn't happen. We have to mm-hmm. uh, receive it, take it, walk it out uh, step by step. It's absolute truth. And uh, Deacon Joe. Yeah. Um, Deacon Joe. We- talking about, you know, getting closer to God and getting back into the church. But I've seen several people who have done that and think they're going to be uh, healed, but they're not getting serious in the church. I think when you do get in there, you need to start getting into the word, not just going on Sunday and then, you know, going out afterwards and thinking everything is going to change. you got to get into mm-hmm. the word and get it inside of you and start working on mm-hmm. the spirit. And I've seen a lot of people who have you know, call themselves doing that. And then, okay, well, the church ain't, you know, God ain't helping me. But you haven't huh. gotten close to him. So I think you still got to get <clears throat> and work it, you know, start listening to the word and applying it to your life. And, you know, trying to make that change as well as going ahead and repenting on what you've done. Amen. Amen. Okay. Brother Rod. You know, you talk about uh, a wounded spirit. Have, it, ha- it made me think because I'll be a little bit transparent. Coming up, I didn't have a father. Then I mm-hmm. didn't want my sons to live the way I did, but they ended up doing that anyway based on my lack of knowledge of being a father. So it's like I'm back in that boat. So when I got saved and came into Christ, and uh, one thing you said, just getting closer to him. I've been getting closer to him, and I pray for those two uh, lost aspects in my life, my father and my sons. But sometimes it comes up to me and make me think about, since we're on the subject of wounded spirit, about should you be receiving something for God and you incomplete assignments in your life with your dad and your sons? So, and I believe that's the enemy bringing condemnation because as you get to know God, you know He loves you, you know He forgives you. And you know he's going to take care of you. And every desire of your heart, he's going to take care of. But I think it's to just uh, stay focused on him. So right now, what I've been doing is when I've been, I've been working on praying uh, through that to pray to specifics in my life. Uh, I know a part of a wounded spirit is unforgiving, unforgiveness. I could, I have to keep forgiving myself and that's it and god has already done the rest so i hope that makes sense uh, but this is a good topic for me sometimes i i question that piece of my uh life and i know god has forgiven me and so i just have to keep going on with him other than that i wouldn't be able to pray i would feel bad i'd be beating myself up going Oh man, I ain't, I haven't I haven't done what I was supposed to do. It's unfinished. It's not completed. You know, so this is a good subject because 
I I uh, I deal with some people that I know. Like one of the friends called me last night. Uh, you know, in Pastor T. John, he called me. He was saying, Brother Rod, I mm-hmm. just wanted to talk. We ain't been going to church, and I've been feeling kind of down. So I was we were, I was just sharing because he, he was following us when we was in Chicago. He was watching the services. And and I was telling him that, you know, um, even though we're separated and they've been going to, to ministry, God is still with us. He's in our home. And when you break down, we are the temples. Uh, I heard. I think I was listening to Bishop Friday and Brother Jimmy say when the when the disciples got dispersed out, they were they were sharing their faith in those different locations. And my thing was there there's different churches. Churches have expanded. If we're not in the ministry in our different homes, those are different churches. So those people are really being reached if we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're reaching more people than people gathering in a building. So, but that's what I'm dealing with. That's what I know about a wounded spirit. I can relate to that part of me. And I just did a little sidetrack. But anyway, it, it's a good topic. And so, I like what Pastor T said. Uh, the good news is we have a way of escape. We receive Jesus and, and repent. I've received him, I repent it. But it's just like the old man wants to come up and tempt you with that. Uh, certain things we used to do, the, those thoughts try to come to me and say what I didn't complete or what what curiosities were still there in my life. So, and the the crazy thing, and I'm glad of being transparent because that's um, I was saying, um, letting the, my family member know that it was me being able to be transparent that opened me up to that you know mm-hmm. going down there to apologize and everything and i like i said i didn't realize how the the my spirit was wounded because it would be well i'm gonna just be transparent my dad could say stuff and mm-hmm. i would react you know and I was like, this is crazy because even when I thought I let stuff go, certain, he could say certain things and I would react to it. Because even when I was um, apologizing, you know, for my, um, for my actions and said, well, this is the reason why um, um, I reacted the way that I did. So I let him know what was said and let me tell you, my mom laughed and my reaction was like, I'm not apologizing <laughs> and I was ready to go off again and I had to catch myself and I was like, no, it, and I had to just calm, calmly say, that's not funny because what was said really, it cut deep and I said, um, and that wasn't cool and I said, and then I told him, because when I heard you said, told my dad, when I heard you say that, all I could think is you've never stepped it up, you know, as being a dad. And I said, and I left it at that. And I said, and I'm not going to say the other things that I thought. I said, but that's what I was thinking. And he was like, okay, you know. And after I said what I had to say, you know, he walked off or walked away. But he, I asked for his forgiveness. He forgave me. And then, you know, talking to with my mom, she was like, well, I didn't mean to laugh, but 
it's it sounds like something your dad would say and i was like but you could don it and i said even you knew it was wrong and so i had to had to work on those wounded um that wounded spirit with her so it was it was a very emotional weekend for me in some ways and then like um then talking yesterday about it so you know and my main thing was I wanted to get those out of the way because I don't want to be that way towards Uh my son I don't want to turn around and say something hurtful to him you know and and, you know and he goes through the same thing I wanted to end that well yeah it it can be Dealing with the old, history, old stuff that you don't think will still bother you, and when you realize it does, and having to do that years later, you know, can be a challenge, but it's very necessary. You know, in Elijah House, we always teach the students that if you get something that really, uh, you know, still stings, or you see it being reproduced in your children and your children's children. You know, I said, you have to take it seriously. You need to address that while you have the opportunity, whether if the person's passed, we have them write a letter. So you need to express it. Your heart needs to vent, you know, and it's not just your mind. Your mind mm-hmm. might say, oh, man, that was 30 years ago. I'm not tripping. But your heart is still crying. over. It, yeah. You know, yeah. and because um, the heart, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? And mm-hmm. I always thought that was a deep scripture because your heart can hold on to things uh, different than your mind. Your mind can block it out. Your mind can justify it. Your mind can forget it while your heart is still hurting over that very same thing. And, uh, and, I, and, and one of the things I've learned in counseling is that taking people back to the, to the time when they experienced that wound, even if they were like five or six years old. And all of a sudden, they find themselves tearing up, going, and their mind is going, "Why am I still crying over this?" I say, "That's not your mind; it's your heart." You know, your heart is different. The wounds of the heart are entirely different than the, the issues of the mind, even though the two are connected. It's like you have to be specific when you're dealing with specific uh, uh, sicknesses for your body. You don't just take an aspirin for whatever it is. If you got cancer, mm-hmm. aspirin ain't gonna do that for you. They yeah. got specific medicines for specific mm. wounds because there are different things in specific areas in your body. Um, your sp- your heart and spirit work the same way. Your spirit is not just a, a simple organism. You know, it has specific areas and specific things. So when we are trying to get healed from our spiritual wounds, sometimes you need specific prayers. You're filing a lawsuit. What I tell people, I said, and in court, you just don't say, yeah, whatever, I'm guilty. You know, I said, they want specific requests. Are you filing? I am saying, I want this end result. This was the problem. This was the issue. This is what I need specifically. And, and with your spirit, you have to be specific. You know, if you wounded in your faith, if you wounded in your ability to connect and fall in love with people, if you're wounded in your area of forgiveness, if you've been abandoned, you know, if you've been rejected, if you've been depressed, you know, uh, if you've been low self-esteem, uh, all of those are different areas 
that that have leave different wounds in your spirit. So one of the things, the benefits that I tell people of taking a class like Elijah House, learn how to pray specifically, not just say, well, Father, whatever it is, that's taking an aspirin. Forgive me. You know, that's that's generic. That's the lazy way out. Amen. Mm -hmm. You got to get in and say, Lord God, when this at the age of whatever, I held a grudge against my mother for doing X, Y, Z, and I I dishonored her or dishonored this person. I released that unforgiveness in Jesus' name. I take back those words that I said. You know, I said I would never do this, and I, you know, because the enemy is using that your specific violation to hold you in bondage. Mm. He's using exactly what you said at that exact time. And it is a part of us when we're wounded at that age is a part of us, no matter how old we are as men, that's forever five years old, sitting in the corner, cursing our parents. You know, mm. there's a part of us that hasn't let that go. And so anytime mm. the Lord Jesus will take you back in your mind, either in a dream or either in a counseling session and go back and pick that five year old up. And give him what he didn't get from his father or mother or what have you at that moment. And that person, that part of their heart is then healed. Okay. Yeah, that part of their heart lets go. And now they that five-year-old in there wants to grieve or cry at that moment. And the adult is freaking out, going, What's wrong with me? Am I losing my mind? You know, and the Holy Spirit's going, No, no, no. We're just healing the five-year-old in you that never was hugged, never was loved, never was forgiven, never was given attention, or what have you. And all of a sudden the whole body starts to recover its health or its uh its relief and let go of that bondage, you know. And and so this is a, a, a unique thing because you know, honestly speaking, the, the body of Christ, we're still learning about the spiritual realm in our own spirit. We're, you know, we, we know how to be saved. We know how to be, be spirit filled. But how do you apply the medicine, the, the remedy of healing specifically that is available to us in our salvation? And that's what we're learning now. You know, so when people open their hearts up to something and all of a sudden they get a new experience, some people, it scares them. Uh, 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 others, they just relieve. They feel the weight being lifted off of them, and so we, we are just now, I, just mm -hmm. now, you know, last so many decades or what have you, learning about the spiritual realm and what it means to be healed spiritually and released from bondages that happened decades in our past. This is a, a unique thing for a lot of people. Um, I've had incidents with individuals. Um, and I won't mention any names, you know, where I sat and counseled them and they were being drawn into uh, feeling like a homosexual mm -hmm. as a teenager. But they but they also knew the traumatic event that at the age of four, they knew and remember that one of their cousins had performed, forced them to perform a sexual act of the same. And it followed them all those years. And then when they grew up, then they realized they go, I. You know, I'm not gay, but I'm, I'm having gay thoughts and I'm having, you know, homosexual temptations. And when they told me what that was at four, I go, that's the trauma. I go right there. That opened the door and damaged you. I said, we got to go back into that and sit down, forgive that cousin. We got to renounce those thoughts. We have to be specific. We break whatever spirits came into your life and came into your spirit at that time, waiting all these years to you were a teenager to now try to manifest. 
And when we went back, walked through the forgiveness, uh, walked through the renunciation, you know, had him to sit back and remember that time. You know, tears start coming to his eyes because it was a painful moment. He was forced and the cousin that forced him was just only a few years older than him doing something they saw their parents doing. And um, and, and we went through that whole process mm. and that spirit manifested that that was the defilement that defiled his spirit. And we cast it out because it lost its legal right to come into his life. And uh, and and last I knew. The brother was going on to live a normal life, free from that particular bondage. And that episode taught me, I said, man, you got to be specific like a court case. Hmm. This is not just one 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 aspirin fits all. This is we got to go back to where this thing took place, where that damage took place. And we got to clean house. You got to grieve it. You got to renounce the spirit that came in, took advantage of your woundedness. We got to forgive people. We got to whatever words come out of your mouth when you, you said, I will always be like this. I said, no, we we renounce those words. We renounce that. And we and I confirm your your masculinity. I reaffirm your your uh, position as a male. And 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 now the world is teaching us not to do that. The world is teaching everybody otherwise. It's maybe what you were meant to be. They don't recognize that there was a wounding of the spirit that opened the door for that particular trauma to try to shift his masculinity. And so I say all that to say this uh, in Mm -hmm. dealing with spiritual wounds, the more specific we are, the more healed we become, the more we access what Jesus provided for us. Uh, else we end up just going to the altar over and over and over and over and over, never really hitting the target of what is plaguing us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor T, now have you ever noticed or seen any where you notice a person what had a wounded spirit and they came to you or it was just something sure, that you've sure seen happens, from afar? Uh, all the time. Uh, you know, um, I always, I, I think I'm saying it pretty accurately, I always put the responsibility, I mean, we're talking about an adult, Pastor Ron was sharing about Go a child, yes, sir. And, at the, and at the end of the day, that child's going to need ministry, but the enemy, he, that child get, receives deliverance, but the enemy will try to come back, I mean, there'll be a point where maybe Pastor Ron's not available, mm-hmm. so, but that child, or as he matures, has to get to the place where he knows his rights as a believer amen and, amen. and begins to, in other words, he's able to stand on his own two feet and, and stand in victory over the temptation uh, on his, just, just through light, through revelation, through fellowship with, uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I always, if, if people are sharing things with me, I always put the responsibility of their deliverance on them. It's not based upon me. It's on them. You know, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Mm. Well, you know, we live in a culture that we spend, we've neglected the most powerful part of us, which is our spirit man. And we've used it for entertainment. We've developed, uh, we've developed our soul. We've developed our emotions and neglected our spirit. Mm-hmm. This is why we have wounded spirits. This is, you know, trauma comes, things happen out of our control, but I think we all agree that once we receive Jesus Christ, there is a way of escape. Mm-hmm. But if we're not willing to take the time to discover the escape, 
and give more, give the kind of time we give to television and all the, and entertainment and give it to the word of God, we will have our deliverance. You know, I was just reading in uh, Hosea 4 and 6. You know, this is a blanket scripture. My people, not the world, my, my people, people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And why is that? Because you have rejected knowledge. So, again, I put this responsibility back on the person. Um, I'm, I'm talking about an adult, a mature person, because guess what? God gave us 24 hours, gave mm-hmm. us all 24 hours. Mm-hmm. We get to choose how we spend that time. Amen. Yes. If we choose. Mm-hmm. If I'm, I know I'm being harsh. But That's all right. If we choose, if we choose to meditate on the offense mm-hmm. more than the deliverance, yeah. I'll always be offended. Yeah. I'll never be free. I'll always be wounded. And I, I will perpetuate the wound to another generation. Okay. This is how this happens. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I didn't think it's it was too hard. But, um... Well, you know, well, we live in a culture. We yeah, he was just straight. Yeah. Yeah. He was you straight know, with we it to me. We do. So anything that's direct is, is called hard, harsh, yeah. hard-hearted, uh, offensive, you know, all of this is, you know, uh, praise God. I'll just leave it right there. No, and then, no people then they'll say, oh, you don't care about me. Exactly. <laughs> you don't love me. But the Bible you say, but the Bible say, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And that means corrects. That don't mean do you wrong, but that's correct. And you put you on the right track. And so, yeah, if you're if your spirit is strong, you're open to receive that. You're yes, open yeah. to find out a way that to walk in your deliverance maturely, other than being continuing to be the babe and crap. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm 90 years old. I poop my pants again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40. I poop my pants again. Yeah. Pastor. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> but it's the truth. Maturity is it's not guaranteed. It's pursued. Yeah. It's developed. Yeah. That's, that's good. It doesn't come with just time. There's some people that grow old, right. and never grow up, and uh, they right. never get the independence that Pastor T was talking about. They never learn how to, you know, once they're given the remedy, how to continually apply the remedy yes. and grow up in their potential. Yes. Mm-hmm. Taking medicine. Yes. Taking yep. your medicine. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That's what it is. Taking your medicine. Yep. You have a prescription. If you don't take it, it's wrong to, for you to expect or for us to expect, I'm going to get better if I don't take it. If you don't do your prescribe. part. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Amen. I receive all that. Amen. Well, I know this. Next time. Cause let me tell you, hey. taking that medicine was hard to let it go. <laughs> it's like, uh, where's that man? Make it taste better. I don't want that. I don't want it. And it was, but much needed, you know, much needed. Uh, Deacon Joe, uh, have you seen as if, because I know I've seen it with some of the ushers, wounded spirits. And uh, have you seen that? And I see it all the time, not just with people at church, but uh, elsewhere when I was working, uh, acquaintances and stuff. And, uh, (coughs) you know, I guess I use the old school method where you start to, you know, kind of talking to them, what's wrong and things like that. But um, 
a lot of times, you know, they don't want to let it out. Like we were saying earlier, you know, they've been keeping it secret all this time. They want to continue to keep it secret uh-huh. until it comes up and it bothers them. And then all of a sudden they start acting out. So then you have to, um, you know, try and find some way for them to let it out. Maybe I'll go and, you know, ask Roderick to go talk to him, you know, see if he can get through since he does some counseling and stuff. Or could tell you to go talk to him because you might be able to, to get in. But also to, um, you know, invite them back to Bible study with us and, you know, get around some people and start feeling like they've got a network that they can open up to, uh, you know, they tell them about some of the uh, sermons and things that uh, Minister Ron does, uh, referring to Pastor T, you know, but talk to somebody so you can kind of get through it. Because, again, if you don't start working on it, start accepting it. It's just going to continue to come back in your life. And a lot of times it can be harmful not only to you, but to the people around you. Because you start acting out and, you know, oh, Lord, doing, yes. doing other things. So, and a lot of times it's obvious, you know, we don't realize that people see this. When we're there, you know, we think we got a suit and tie mm-hmm. on. We're standing up there in a certain position and nobody mm-hmm. sees that we're angry or something's hurting us or bothering us. So I think we got to uh, get beyond that and realize if I've got a, something... You know, let me go and me and Theron will go out to lunch and me and Pastor T will go out to lunch. <clears throat> and we'll go ahead and, you know, chat a little bit. And make it, you know, maybe I can get some feedback or he can give me some scriptures or something. And if all else fails, you know, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, uh, Bible, mm-hmm. Bible studies, you know, that you can get into on your own to just kind of get a fir- that first breakthrough. But I think that personal touch is, you know, where we start. Amen. Yeah, I remember we had a situation with one of the ushers and Deacon Joe was like, okay, I need you to go talk to them, right? And I was like, okay, (laughs) actually, that's the wrong usher you want me to talk to. Um, (laughs) But I think that's why Deacon Joe sent me to talk to them. And I was like, okay. But I never... Now I know it's a wounded spirit, but I was... In my head, I was thinking, oh, man, he's hanging on to some stuff here. And I remember I I said, you know, whatever you're holding on to, it's showing how you usher. You can't be an usher and then you turn around and talk about the very person who's bringing us the word or you're talking about, you know, the leaders of the church. I said, and he was like, well, they just think that they're better than um, better than us. And I was like, no, that ain't it. But then in my head, I start thinking, there's where he's have to issue. Somebody who was maybe in the church or a Christian thought that they were better than him. Um, well, see, now, now you, you know, counseling. Made him feel a certain way. <laughs> That's the thing I remember. <laughs> you know? And I and I had to tell him, I said, well, no, we're not, um, just because, and I had to tell him, just because I'm a deacon doesn't Amen. mean that I'm any better than you. I go through my stuff, too. And um, he said something. <laughs> I said, now, see, we can take mm. this outside. You take me around the building. And I can show oh, you, right. you know. <laughs> two, two people leave, one on, on one side. Man, <laughs> oh, I was... <laughs> Because I was like, oh, we're not going to talk crazy. <laughs> they go to the we can take this outside. <laughs> out the window. And... <laughs> this don't happen at church. church. <laughs> this doesn't happen in churches. Rumor <laughs> has it, huh? <laughs> oh, man. You know. 
And then I told him, you know what? What's the best thing to do? I said, you need to um, just come to the men's Bible study in the morning and, you know, come for a month, learn with us. This is, you know, it's going to make you, it'll, it'll make you better. You'll, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about, man. His wife came up to me the next, um, next week. Mm. How dare you talk to him like that? I was like, what? Whoa. I'm trying to narrow down who it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, we could do. It's somebody that's married. <laughs> but it was crazy. <laughs> yep, it was crazy. And it was like, but he would do things and then, like, dare you to say something to him. And I was like, man, come on now. This is just be, you know, I'm not perfect. And I had to tell him one time, I said, man, Deacon Joe just got through talking to me about something I did. I said, so we're all, we're always learning, but he had this, you know, deacons and pastors and stuff. They were, they made him feel less than, um, less than <laughs> he, he was. And I was like, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're, no, they're not better. But I, after everything was done, I had to thank Deacon Joe for, you know, letting me talk to him. But I was like, man, he ain't the one that you want me talking to because, like I said, I'll fight somebody. <laughs> I'm not afraid of him. Like, I got I got a foot or two on him. <laughs> no, Look, right. Now, Pastor Jesus, really church. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. At, at the church. <laughs> but, but, but Deacon Devon, was that, was that uh, healing for you? Mm-hmm. It was, it was, because it made me look in myself Amen. also of yes. the stuff um, that I was going through, you know, and uh, I was like, man, and that's why I always crack up with Deacon Joe, because we'll go to lunch, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, Deacon Joe, you've been doing stuff on purpose, you're driving me crazy, because Deacon Joe, well, he, um, when he, how can I, when he saw what I was going through, he would have me do things mm-hmm. and it'd be on the very thing that he knows what I'm going through. And I would be like, man, why you want me to face this head on? I don't feel like facing this head on. And Pastor T does, Pastor T will give you scriptures on it. It's like, really? Mm. Do you read the scriptures and you're like, okay, yeah, you I know, needed that. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> it was like, no, I, I always but, remind myself. Uh, no, go ahead. The Bible is, because uh, I used to talk young before I got before I got saved, I used to have problems. I used to talk to my mom, and she would say something, and that would comfort me because I felt she was on my side. But when she got saved, she said, you need to pray about it because she was redirecting me back to my lifestyle of what I live now, and it's the Word of God. I got to go to the Word of God. And how I'm going to know yeah. how to get fixed Amen. unless I study mm-hmm. it and know where to go to it. You know, um, when, when a lot of times you for instance, I went for a position and and I didn't get it. I was mad and, and all like this. But then I thought, this person knew, know this position in and out. And so I don't have a right to get mad. I got to keep improving myself to move into a certain position. Because I call it this. If that person, that person is in a way, I, if they wouldn't have been there, I could have done that. But that's the Adam syndrome. <laughs> Adam told God, it's the woman you gave me. 
but he gave he gave <laughs> yeah. Adam he gave Adam the instructions <laughs> first. So if 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 God put me somewhere, he he gives it. We have it's just like our walk. Okay, let me let me back up. We're saved. We have to maintain like your car. You have to maintain it or end up in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Don't it? You ever see some cars last a long time, go through generations and generations? Well, it's the same with our walk. You know, same with those things that's in us. God will bring them to us. Trust me, He will bring them and show us ourselves in the midst of a situation. The Bible talks about if you're if if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is weak. Okay, I need to build myself up in that area. We talked Amen. about specifics. We talked about specifics. I need to build myself up in the area where I'm going somewhere and I'm the only African-American in there. So I got to build myself up not to be inferior or feel less than even when their situations or conversations I can't get into. I still can hold my head up and say, I understand that or I can still smile, you know. So that's developing. It's not me. It's God developing that encouragement in me, that confidence that I didn't have. Because when I first came to the church, I was even scared to hold my hand up, man, to have somebody sit down. I told, I told Pastor, I told Pastor, Le- I didn't, I didn't, I told him, I didn't learn that overnight, man. I, I told him, it, it, I, I was very intimidated. I was very, I didn't have a confidence. And so just by going and, and, and being a part of it and praying and God gave me that confidence. And you might say, well, just to raise your hand up. Well, everybody has everything and God meets you where you're at. But the development came. Uh, Talking to people. The development came because I put myself in a position to receive that. And I don't know if I jumped off subject or what, but, but, you know, the thing is to apply myself and, and, uh, the things that I know that's in there that's holding me back are wounds. Sometimes it's intimidation, it's not forgiving give, giving myself, but I forgiving myself. Oh, one one good report. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hush after this. One of my sons did contact me. We've been communicating over Facebook mm. often, mm. so yeah. that's that's a plus. Mm. He's yeah. doing well. Mm. He 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 graduated mm. down in Southern Cal from this uh, Christian program. So he hey, he showed me smart. pictures of him where he was going out witnessing the people and praying for people. That wow, that that's right. a that's a blessing because I've been praying for him. Powerful man. I've Powerful. been praying for him, and so yeah. that's God doing the work. So oh, absolutely. That's what, saying, that's what I was saying. He gives you the desires of your heart. So my lone desire, knowing not just to miss him, that but that he knows him. And so God is doing what he did because it's for his purpose. It's not for me. It's for me to see, but I can, I can rejoice in that. Man, yes, sir. Off the old block. Yes, sir. Powerful, yeah, I'm, I'm done on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, that's good news. Let me, let me ask you this. Have you guys ever had someone who will come up to you and you could be talking about one thing and all of a sudden they start letting you know more and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, are you sure you want me to hear this? They just really open up to you and they telling you why why they're wounded. 
Because I've had people do that to me, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. In, in my head, I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all I was asking was for a piece Well, that's of actually an honorable <laughs> thing, though, because they trust you with their heart, yes. with their wounds. And I mean, we're, and we're all, you know, keepers one of another, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's why I think it's important for the body of Christ to, to mm-hmm. learn about this, what we're talking about, because there are moments that God has put in them. They, you don't you don't know what they've gone through up to that point. And now all of a sudden they feel safe to come out of their shell. You know, they want to expose this part of them. If they if they feel you have something that they need, a lot of times they'll do that. You know, they could be total strangers. And um, but at that moment in the conversation, something gives them that feeling like, Okay, maybe I this person might have. It could be something as simple as you telling them you're a Christian, you know. And all yes. of a sudden, they 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 you know had been to church in years, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they feel convicted. I'm talking to a Christian. He's being nice to me. And he's a regular brother, and, the, and now all of a sudden they feel one thing leads to another, and they start telling you stuff. And sometimes just you listening to them can can open up their healing. Just the mm-hmm. fact that they're owning this, you know, yeah. that they're acknowledging this is where I'm at, this is what happened to me, and this is what I did, and this is what I should have done, and then I hear your story, and that reminds me of myself. The next thing you know, you had a healing moment, and all you got to do is listen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have, like, a woman, I think it was Pastor T, who said sometimes people need to take responsibility for stuff in their life, and sometimes in that moment, they just want to be heard. A lot of people mm-hmm. can receive counseling just by 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 you validating them and going, it's you know it's okay for you to feel that way. It's okay for you to feel uh, to acknowledge that you've been troubled, you've been hurt, you've been rejected, and you just listen and shaking your head, going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that person mm-hmm. talk up on their own healing, and all you did was give them a willing ear and a compassionate heart. Mm-hmm. Amen. Those are the easiest ones. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. It's a- yeah, because I know one of the um, and only reason why I'm I don't say that one of the ushers because we deal with a lot of um the people at the church, um, real nice guy and everything, and we him and I we got real close and we'll just start talking, and I never realized the church I I I don't know why I call it church hurt, but it was he said it too, so I'll say, but the church hurt and how his spirit was wounded from you know with uh someone in the church but he knew that he always had to go there but he was set in certain ways i'm gonna only open up so much i'm gonna only do so much i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna usher i'm going home i'm only giving this much in time and it was just the hurt being wounded that he was and i was like man and it was like but you up here every Sunday, how? And I guess one of the things I was thinking is, brother, I wish better? it. I wish it was that you know, just like, uh, just being there. You're, you're in the environment. You know, some learning. people listen and receive with their mind. It's only when they open their heart that that the real healing takes place. There's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You ever have an argument with somebody in our in discussion, and you know you tell them the truth, but all they're listening to is to argue. Mm-hmm. The only, they just mm-hmm. they just trying to wait for their turn, and so and and they're trying, they're trying to win. <laughs> that means they, their heart is closed. So it doesn't matter what you say. Angels could be dancing behind you. They're not going to receive anything. 
but uh, but if you touch on that one true. spot that they <laughs> identify with you tell your story or you you touch mm-hmm. on what happened to you and all of a sudden it resonates with them suddenly they go from listening with their mind to to win to listening to that with their heart to learn and uh and that makes a world of difference now you you touching on stuff mm-hmm. and 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 now they start to see themselves in it that's one of the reasons jesus would use parables jesus would you he would tell parable and the pharisee would be sitting there mad as all get out trying mm-hmm. to find something on him and then all of a sudden they end up listening with their heart and they go hey he's talking about us you know mm-hmm. and i would crack <laughs> up <laughs> you know? I said, yeah, he slipped mm-hmm. one past your mind, and now all of a sudden you realize that you messed up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's what they would do. And yeah. so you're talking to people. You mm-hmm. can't always be straightforward and say, well, look, you know, you just jacked up because now they're going to try to get into an argument and win with you. But you tell a parable, a straw man story. Well, mm-hmm. I know this person that one time did this, and all of a sudden, or you tell yourself, and they see themselves in you, and they go, I did the same thing that he did. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, that revelation hits him, and you got a healing moment. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because um, last night um, I was on, um, I'm on a Zoom with, y'all know, Minister Andre, he does the Zoom, Iron Sharp is Iron. So, uh, uh, me and it's weird because I think me and Minister Andre don't know each know of each other, but we just got to know each other. So we was talking about you know how we handled things back in the day, and I was like, yeah, how I handled hurt was when because when you mentioned self medication, I was thinking, man, my my favorite <laughs> medication was Saint Ives and Henny, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Still, yeah. There. they got me through mm-hmm. the night, but Plus when you wake up, that problem <laughs> yeah. still there. <laughs> and cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you got a hangover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like now, if I'm even having any issues, mm-hmm. he was he was mm-hmm. cracking up because he goes, mm-hmm. "But you don't look at that henny no more." I said, "Oh no, no, no." But when you, when you mentioned self medication, I was like, "Yeah, man, I, I, man, I just I know so many people who still they that that drinking, woo wee." And I'm like, "What are you? That that's when I was like, what are you running from? Because that problem's still there, and then you got to drink more to get rid of that, you know." to handle it you're you mm-hmm. the problem's still there you you haven't um, you haven't taken care of it it's so uh, it's like nah i don't do that self-medication because man but let me tell you this this is what's crazy one of the other people i sent the of uh, the um your the bible study to mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. was on mm-hmm. the doctor had them on prozac mm-hmm. um all kind of medications right they was mad because the doctor took them off the medication because the doctor said, that's mm. not your, um, you don't have a chemical imbalance. And they said, and said, you need to go talk to a psychiatrist. Yeah, no. Yeah, psychiatrist or some type of counseling because mm. your, your problem is deeper than uh, medication. 
and they seriously got mad about it. So when I sent um I sent them the um that the video, they was like, I was going through that, you know, because I was mad because they took me off my medications and um they said the problem deeper than the medication. That's why the medications weren't helping her. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was like medication can't help you. Mm. And I was like, that's crazy. And uh, it was one of my cousins. And uh, like I said, it was just great when they were saying that. And I was like, so even the doctor recognized that um, your issues were um, deeper than, medica- than the medication. And she was like, yeah, that's why the medication is not working. And we got into talking about our family. And I said, that's a trip because yeah. in our family, there were so many. That's why, men. that's what leads to addictions, though. See, they the medicine just covers up the symptoms. Right, right. That's all it does. And then they get to cover, they, then they start thinking, well, the symptoms covered up and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and now the medicine becomes their God, you know, and they develop, mm-hmm. they develop an addiction mm-hmm. and, uh, and they never get better. They just stop feeling bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as they have, they <laughs> yeah, it goes right back. It, right. it goes back to the blood until they see the lab mm. work. Oh, there's a chemical imbalance going on, <laughs> and then they figure out why. After so, after that, that person is hooked on that medication. Right, yeah, you, right. You got to try to wean them off because if you do it drastically, they gonna have a fit. Hell yeah. You know. <laughs> Yep, that's true. And I was like, man, and it was it was kind of threw me off because this is one of the one of the cousins that. But when I start listening to her, it, it was okay. She's not as because she'll say, you know, I'm just letting God work with me and this and that. Mm-hmm. But you know how it starts to sound like, are you really? You know, are you really? You know, because something is just not sounding right to me. And um, it was kind of like that when I was listening to her. And I said, so um, she was like, well, when does he have a deliverance class? And um, in my head, I was thinking, I don't know you want to <laughs> go through deliverance. It might be all kind of stuff jumping out. And, uh, <laughs> we, we not ready for it. It'd be like Ghostbusters. Remember when all the ghosts were coming out and all the spit? I said, yeah, it, it's that's going to be crazy. But um she, she was, you know, thanking me for sending that to her. But like I said, it's just a trip how um, I'm finding out the wounds, the wounded spirits in my family. Well, you know, uh, the whole and subject deep man, it goes, is uh, so opening it up. Like, Even in the secular world, they, um, I was listening to this report. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, slavery has gotten a lot of attention this year. Okay, they've been doing homework on it and talking about it and movies everywhere. And I was listening to one of the documentaries and they were talking about, medically speaking, how trauma affects your DNA, mm-hmm. how trauma mm-hmm. uh, leaves marks on your very DNA, which means mm-hmm. that it is it can the damage of trauma can be inherited your children can have certain trauma and it can go from generation to generation and i go they are describing a bloodline curse yes from trauma you know that's what they describing they call it something else i said what kind of trauma if we could see the 
from mm. slavery, you know, what kind of DNA damage is being handed down? What does it look like in everyday life? Does it affect our relationships? That Does it mean we walk around in fear? Are we more susceptible to anger? You know, because a whole race of individuals have been traumatized by a systematic trauma, a, a, a system of trauma, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and, and and how has our DNA been affected? What is it that we're fighting to struggle with as a race, spiritual damage that we inherit, <coughs> you know? I, I'm just curious that way because that's what they're saying. They're saying, hey, there's a certain trauma mm -hmm. that leaves markers on your DNA that means that it's handed down to your children and your children's children. And uh, I mean, that can happen in families as well, where you got whole families that have a, a particular characteristic that follows them, um, that every family member is angry and carries knives, babies born with, you know, mm -hmm. packing and what have you, and all mm -hmm. kind of things that just handed down from family member to family member or we're more are making us more susceptible to it. And we don't know it, you know, like that, that whole family over there, they, they all of them, you know, been to jail or they all, you know, yep. uh, yeah. uh, uh, what have you. And, um, and we didn't understand it. We just kind of figured, well, that's what they do. They drink, you know, or, or, or they all yeah. smoke or they all, right. they all sleep around or they all mm -hmm. get angry right. or they all die early and they all hear voices. Um, this thing is deeper than we know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you said that because in the neighborhood, one of the neighborhoods, well, I only grew up in a couple of neighborhoods, but one of the neighborhoods I grew up in, we had this one mm -hmm. family mm -hmm. where every last one of them went to jail. Every last one of them. And I remember there was they had one of the the one of the guys had a son, and the son didn't go to jail. So it was like the grandson or the great grandson. He didn't go to jail, and they looked down on him. And it was like this is crazy. And he went through a lot of stuff, but he ended up becoming um became a pastor actually, and he was just like it was a lot of generational curse. He was he was looked up down, you know, stuff that he was going through. And um he's like big time pastor now. He's you know, one of the um ones people like to go to in Vallejo. He's got a church. But I remember that. I was like, that was crazy because it, it like I said, it was just um when we're talking about it, I'm just looking how the same the same wounded spirits that um, I was talking about with the about with the family, it's been kind of like it's gone down through all of us. We all have the same issue. That's something to recognize around the same issue, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I you uh, know, uh, Pastor T, you have out? anything to say on how? that? Talked about how do we talked about how, when, where. Why? I I want to get out. I don't want to stay in. No, Lord. I want out. So let's talk about how to get out and stay out. It, absolutely, it's it's definitely something that uh, needs to mm -hmm. be focused on. Um, like I was saying earlier, at least for my part, 
there are specific prayers that, are, that apply to specific situations. And people got to know what to ask Jesus for. Yet you, you're in a court of law. When you go to pray, you're in a court of law. And in a court of law, you have how you plead, what comes out of your mouth makes a difference to what kind of judgment you get. Yes. And so um, I'll give you an example. Um, my grandfather was a Freemason. And one of the things that I learned is that Freemasons, whenever every vow they take, they make vows unto death over their whole family. You what? know, the, the whole system basically goes to the men and the men are speaking death over their family. You know, the men have authority because that's why, you know, when, when we look in the Bible, we see the men of God speaking blessings over all their sons. Well, they can also speak curses over their sons. And so in, in the in the in the Freemason process, every degree, they speak certain things. If I ever divulge the secrets of Freemasonry, may my chest be torn open, may ants of the desert come in there and eat my lungs, may my throat be cut to the four winds, you know, north, south, east, and west. And I I speak this over my children's children's children, mm-hmm. you know, and they are speaking some heavy stuff with every degree. And what they don't know that the power of your words, you yes. know, and so yeah. the children end up getting born with cancer of the throat, uh, mm. breathing problems, asthma, you know, all of them, the whole family. We all, they say we all struggle with asthma. We all struggle with anger. We all have breathing problems. We all been molested, you know. So my grandfather had 18 sons and daughters and mm. um Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, my family have a family reunion every year and they sit around, eat dinner and then talk about each other, telling all the family stories about who did what, who acted crazy. And, and, uh, and I remember hearing all this time thinking, man, all this stuff, the people that seen all the crazy demonic stuff in my family members, this aunt had this, this uncle had that, you know, and when I got older and I started understanding that this stuff with spiritual damage and woundedness, I started writing it down and I saw so many aunts that had been molested by uncles, Mm. so much uncles Mm. that went to jail or were in gangs Mm. or in drugs and who was involved with Ouija boards. And I started documenting that stuff. And when I started studying about spiritual wounds, I realized that, you know, it started from my grandfather's generation that a lot of the things that show for descendants of Freemasonry was these kind of issues that these are the exact issues because of what was spoken over them. So um, I, I got a CD set uh, called self deliverance and this man did the homework. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name, um, but he wrote a book called so free. And he also has a, a self deliverance. We walk people through prayers. The prayers were specifically tailored to the specific open door of their life. And he had a CD just for the descendants of Freemasons. And since I'm one of them, I wanted that CD set. And he walks through and he renounces the things line by line, prayer by prayer that were spoken over my bloodline from my grandfather. He said, this is what they taught him to say. And if you have if you have this problem, then this is the prayer. If you have that problem, this is the prayer. And so there are specific prayers to renounce the the enemy's legal access into your life. And you got to go and peel it off layer by layer. Hmm. Sometimes some, you know, it's not, like I said, you know, look, people, many people want the one size fits all, you know, to go and take the aspirin, Jesus fix it. 
Jesus take the wheel. But it, in the in the spiritual realm, it's a court case. I got to file a lawsuit to say that whatever bondage is in my life, whatever lies been spoken over me, whatever open door has been made, I have to go and close that door. And uh, but I got to know my own wounds. I got to know what I struggle with. If I struggle with anger, I got to go back and and find out why uh, I struggle with anger. If I struggle with lust, I got to go find out what the open door was. And um, one of the things that I've learned with those and, you know, they're bloodline curses by any other name. Uh, mm-hmm. I give an acronym called GUTS, you know, a G-U-T-S. And I tell them the G stands for generational sins. If you didn't do anything, then it's possible you inherited it from somebody else in your bloodline. And you got to go back and break that generational curse. U stands for unbelief or lies. If you believe a lie. You believe something that contradicts the word of God. You open the door for that lie to manifest in your life, which the Bible teaches us, you know, by death and hell, you know, and a covenant with lies. And so you believe the wrong thing. You believe the false religion. You believe or walk in unbelief. You open the door for that bondage to come and manifest in your life. T stands for trauma. Okay. Trauma or shock. You've been through something that that tore your spirit open and, and demonic spirits took advantage of it at, uh, or, or caused you to limp in this area of your emotion. You got to go back and address that particular trauma or that particular shock in prayer. And S is just straight sin. You know, if you sin in some area, you open the door yourself by your own actions. You got to go uh, recognize it. You got to repent of it. OK, and you got to get you got to get released from from that particular sin because it opens doors in your life. The Bible says the soul that sins, it will die. And uh, and so we have to go in and find out area of death is working in part of your life where all your marriages fall apart. All of your jobs, you quit all your jobs or, you know, your all your relationships end up in fights or what have you. So you're leaking life in some area. You got to go find out exactly where that is in your life. Like sometimes God will reveal it to you. Sometimes your family knows about it. and Everybody knows that your great uncle used to do Ouija boards or or whatever. You got to find out where the enemy, where the open door is, because a general prayer is not going to cut it sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. that when you do deliverance, demons are legalists that, you know, mm-hmm. they, they are legalists. They're like, oh, that's not my name or that's not how I come in. And, and I mean, I've had some scary experiences where you argue with those individuals because they get mad that you didn't say their name right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that's just deeper than I want to go. I don't want to make this movie. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's deep. They, and, and, and so you wow. had to be specific. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I had where wow. the Lord God gives the specific name of what he goes. You go, this is the spirit of blah, blah, blah. And that's what you had wow. to call out to yes. get. The, so the study in this area um, it's like the study of, of medicine and healing, you know, you mm-hmm. want to know what organ is suffering, what kind of issue. So, you know, what medicine to apply. And it is just that it's a study. It's not going to be a one size fits all. It's, it's going to be the right medicine for the right issue. And that, and it's a, and it's a study. Wow. I, I think it's important mm. that, um, it's recovery starts with the word of God. Amen. 
And, mm-hmm. and as Pastor Ron shared, we have to be open to receive the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, if we look at ourselves like a, if we're a closed hand, I can't put, I can't receive anything if my hand is closed. No, Lord. But if my, if my hand is open, now I can receive. If our heart is open to receive light, to receive the truth about who I am in Christ Jesus, I can begin to walk in, in deliverance and freedom. If I'm dealing with a shame or condemnation, mm-hmm. Maybe I need to spend some time finding out that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Amen. Jesus, yes. in spite of my behavior, yeah. Yeah. that Jesus did it for me, and I have to receive what he did, yes. and I have to see my see the, the light of him living in me, and when I choose to believe that, that greater is he that's in me yes. than he that's in the world, I can begin to walk out these, walk out my freedom yes. that Jesus purchased for me, walk out my deliverance that Jesus purchased for me. Um, I, I, you know, I think it's easy to run the, to run, to rehearse problems over and over and over and over and over again. That's, that's how you get strong in them. Mm -hmm. That's how we get strong and it makes it, and that's how we stay closed hearted because we've rehearsed Mm -hmm. the issue. We've rehearsed the trauma Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So then when light comes or deliverance and opportunity or truth comes, we don't receive it because we strengthen ourselves. We've given place to the enemy in this area by rehearsing it. You know, we know he's going to come. We know he's coming back. He's trying to do three things, steal, or kill, and destroy. Yes. <laughs> but the Bible tells us not to give him place. Nope. But if I give, if I give him place, he's trying to do three things, steal, kill, yeah. and destroy. You know, one reason why uh, you see a, per- a perpetuation of, issues and families is through words pastor ron talked about that words mm-hmm. choices and behaviors those three areas if they're rehearsed in household after household after household that household genera- generationally will have the same kind of results words actions or decisions and choices or choices and behaviors so it's important that uh mm-hmm. you know again as i not to take too much time but when we choose, and it's a choice, to give more time to the Word of God than to rehearse our problems, rehearse our past, to reinforce the trauma, we can begin to walk in our deliverance because the Word of God cannot return unfulfilled. And then recognizing also that uh, recovery. I don't like. I don't want to use the word process, but it take it doesn't happen overnight every time. Amen. It's it's going to take it's going to take some time. It may take some time, but the more diligent we are with our recovery and receiving truth and life, the faster we'll begin to see the manifestation of who we are in Christ Jesus, free, whole, delivered. You know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become. Mm-hmm. and you know that I, I'm speaking for myself Amen. that's how I choose to live my life I just choose to take the word of God as if he's speaking to me mm-hmm. I receive it I believe it I don't let I don't let the enemy uh, I don't give place to the enemy to rehearse my past or my mistakes mm-hmm. I, I start the new I start the, this day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it so today I get a fresh start his mercies are new today. So whatever happened yesterday is behind me. It's in the past. I repent and I move forward in my victory. 
that's uh, and that's just how I live my life. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, as always, great discussion. Oh man, I've enjoyed this. Uh, no, I'm, I'm full Deacon here. Joe, I'm gonna go back and, and re- rewatch. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and re- review. Uh, I heard, I heard the pen. I heard uh, the pencil presentation from the other Joe. night. I make sure I get, get more and more of it in me. Praise God. Amen. Well, we we need you on the front line, sir. Amen. 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 I want to be there. Brother I, Rod, I, I, Rod. It was excellent. Everything yes, was said was excellent. I'm like Deacon Joe. I got a toothpick right now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. You too. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Oh, as always, Pastor T, oh, you, you thank you for the great word that you was also bringing bring today. Any uh, parting words there? I was there. about to you guys over to get some lunch, but I live so far away. Praise God, we had to plan it another time. You can have it shipped to my house. You can go ahead and have it delivered. <laughs> oh, wow. Amen. Amen. But it's, it's been an honor, guys, always so yeah. much. It's, it's, yeah. it's such a uh, everybody just contributes so well and and, and, yeah. and and allow me allow me to apologize for over contributing because the subject touches my heart no and, uh, great. Right. that was great mm-hmm. oh it was great now, you, even though you know we don't mind you talking, you no, know we praise we God or like bring it to be us. led of God, like Pastor uh, T said, live that life that that mm. constantly washes washes your heart with the water of the Word. You know that uh, that something God will sovereignly do for us that you know we're just from us trusting Him and staying in His presence, and uh, that's the way to do. I mean. You can't do better than that, man. Just to get to that place of wholeness and relationship with your father that's constantly washing your wounds and healing you. That I think that's that that's the blessing for all of us because we're all growing, we're all learning. Yes, we're sir. all some of us got scars and here and there, you Amen. know, and we just yep. keep on Amen. rubbing them with the water of the word. And yes, um yes, that's just wisdom. That's just yes. straight wisdom from heaven. Amen. Man, well, again, I just want to thank y'all for joining me. Uh, thank you for the great conversation and the great word, and thank you for being transparent. And you know, I I always look forward to me, uh, meeting with you, brothers, and uh, and our conversations. And as soon as we open up, man, we all get we just gonna get together. We might have to take a week off and just mm-hmm. get together and have breakfast. At you know, at the stagecoach or, or something, or, or just praise God, sit down and enjoy each other right there and break bread. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just want to thank y'all. Um, I'm just gonna lead us out, Lord. We just thank you for this conversation today. Thank you for the subject. 
thank you for just having Pastor Ron bring us some great word and and just talking about wounded spirits. Thank you for Pastor T's um, adding in the word and even more there that we had great conversation and we know that it's going to reach out and touch someone and that's our goal just to touch someone and let it get let them be able to live their lives better. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. I pray. Let us not only be on. listeners, but also doers of your word. Be blessed. Amen. I'm going to go buy a new toilet. You I'm guys crazy. have a great I'm day. Great day. Guy. <laughs> 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 Man, I went twice. I went twice. <laughs> <laughs> You brothers are awesome. I'm not going to get into trauma behind this. Take care, man. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.